Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to Movie News number 62, where we talk about the latest developments in film and TV. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. We're happy to be here discussing the latest developments in the film and TV industry. A lot happened this weekend. So much to talk about. Some pretty big drama. You know the drama we're talking about. We'll get to the drama. But first, we'll go over the box office like we always do. It was actually the worst box office of the year since January. All of the top 10 films only made a total of $54 million. Top Gun's still top three, though. Yeah, so I don't understand why no one released a big movie in this weekend. I think that August is a weird week. It's the time of year when everyone's getting back to school. People are, like, finishing up vacations. I think it's a weird time of year for people to go to the theaters and go see movies and for big movies to come out. I think that's why not many movies, like, big movies come out in August and September. It's pretty rare. Because, you know, we do the uh, This Day in Film History on the show every episode. Episode, there are hardly any big releases whenever we're doing August and September. It's a good point. It's a yeah. good point. So the new release, The Invitation, which is a horror film starring Emmanuel and Natalie, grossed $6 million this weekend. Bullet Train came in second place with $5.6 million in its third weekend. Top Gun is back in third place with $5 million. Again, the constant. Uh, it just never slows down. I made $5 million last weekend. It's never, it's crazy. never leaving theaters. It's also digital, too, but yeah. people are still going to see it. I yeah. love it. I want to see it again. It's an IMAX again. Dragon Ball uh, actually had a huge drop down to 4.6 million. It made 26 million last weekend, so it, it was a huge drop. This is like fan overload, so fans of the property came opening weekend, and it's not that widely loved of a property as most things in America. So they were expecting that big drop down to 4.6, but you'll never see drops that big generally. And real quick, Bullet Train's up to 155 million global, which is pretty solid for that movie. Good for them. That Good budget them. was like 60 mil. And it's rated R too. Uh, Beast came in fifth place with 4.3 million Idris Elba's other film 3000 Years of Longing had a really disastrous opening weekend of only 2.8 million dollars it was a pretty good budget for I think George that was Miller's 50 or 60 million at least there's a lot of CGI and a lot of there's a lot of sets and casts it might I'm I'm guessing that's closer to 100 million dollars so that is a massive massive loss uh, for George Miller's film, that that's just really bad. So too bad for everyone who was involved in that film. It's a really big failure. I think it's unfortunate because everyone associates George Miller just with Mad Max. And I don't think a lot of people are interested in seeing his other and movies. Happy Feet. Unfortunately. Happy, happy Feet. Feet, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. Mad Max, Fury Road. People are like, oh, when's the ne- next Mad Max movie coming out? Because you know that's going to make a billion. Well, I would just say I don't think anyone's interested in seeing movies about genies. Maybe. Is what yeah. I would say. Adult genies, who knows? The thing is Aladdin worked because it's Aladdin. And it's such a such a name brand, Aladdin. Like everyone knows it. So Will Smith pulls in an audience. Yeah, but that movie is a guaranteed hit. So, but this an original property with a genie. I don't think anyone's interested in seeing the genie genre anymore. It's unfortunate. You yeah. know, Idris Elba's awesome. Tilda Swinton's in that as well, and George Miller's a great, great director. And then we have Super Pets made four point three million in its fifth weekend. So. Uh, that's that's the weekend box office very lackluster but not every weekend is a home run it's weird time of year like i said everyone's getting back to school getting back into the full swing of things so i think less time to do activities maybe finishing up vacations now let's get into the drama there's yeah you want to get to the drama first (laughs) the drama so the drama is obviously between florence Pugh and olivia wilde in terms of florence Pugh will not participate in the press tour for the film don't worry darling coming out this year except for at the premiere at the Venice Film Festival. This is pretty unusual. She is the lead of this movie, 
And usually it's contractually obligated to do press tours with actors and their contracts, but she must have gotten out of it somehow. If that was part of the contract, I'm sure it was. It absolutely was. It's really unusual for the lead of a movie to not be doing press. It's it's very strange, especially because she clearly is beginning a good relationship with Warner Brothers with going into Dune after this. It's You it's, brought up Dune this time. Yeah, I did. It, I did it. <laughs> it's part of an actor's contract if they're a lead actor in a film to do a press tour. It's They put it in. Oftentimes, like... They're scheduling the actor out for like two week period, like two years after they film, because that's when they're going to. It's do the part press of tour. the of it's planning part, your schedule. Out, it's part you, of the job. This is when you're going to film. This is the press tour yeah. a year and a half in advance. It's part of the job. So somehow she must have she must have talked Warner Brothers into being like just allow her to do the Venice premiere, and that's it. Also, for the last year or so, every time Don't Worry Darling has released anything in regards of a poster or, or behind the scenes photos or clips or a trailer, Florence Pugh. On social media, the day of those things coming out has has been posting things for other projects that she's involved in. Like when they released the Don't Worry Darling trailer, she released the teaser trailer for Oppenheimer on her Instagram. And so she's been like kind of like... It's like uh, the subtweeting. Yeah, the sub <laughs> subtweeting Olivia Wilde in her social media, not promoting the film at all in any way. And on top of that, the whole Shia LaBeouf thing going on as well, where Olivia Wilde said, so Shia LaBeouf had had Harry Styles' role when they were in pre-production, and, and then he left production, no one knows why, but he left uh, a few weeks before they started filming, and Olivia Wilde came out, what, the other day? And saying that they saying, quit. Yeah, saying, no, she, no, that she fired him, She sorry. said that he she fired Shia LaBeouf to protect uh, Florence Pugh because he was too aggressive and too combative of an actor, and... Uh, was just apparently making people feel unsafe. And then Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> uh, he sent in a video to Variety as well as texts from Olivia Wilde where Olivia Wilde was basically begging him not to leave the film, begging him to see if they could work it out. It looks like Shia and Florence didn't get along. I mean, th- this is the way it is. Actors have different processes. He's a method actor. I'm sure she's not. Uh, if they're not being con- con- and he said he wanted more rehearsal time yeah, I he's, think, in yeah he's, he's big on rehearsal some actors they need to rehearse to be able to perform properly the way they do it and other actors are on the fly like Jennifer Lawrence I've read doesn't even know her lines until the morning so actors are all they all work in different ways and so I think that he, Shia and Florence seem to n- probably didn't mesh together professionally and probably didn't enjoy collaborating on the short time they had together and but also Shia LaBeouf said in in his interview that he said that the no but the production didn't seem prepared enough <clears throat> and then he just left because like I this isn't how I work and Olivia Wilde sent him a video basically begging him not to leave if there's any way they could work it out if there's any way they could um, make amends between him and Florence and she said she called her Miss Flo in like a very sarcastic way in the yeah, video like I was a derogatory like, way yeah like a Miss Flo maybe she said this is maybe this will be a wake up call for Miss Flo so. I I thought it's it kind of demeaning. Yeah, it seemed it demeaning. demeaning. Yeah, and I understand why famous people think that they could send videos <laughs> without <laughs> thinking it will ever be exposed. <laughs> I think what was happening is they were getting bad press between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh's. No one knows what happened. Their relationship yeah. and the drama behind that, this that's movie. That's still unknown. And my my assumption is that she brought up the Shia LaBeouf stuff in the studio did to kind of. Deflect. Make everyone forget that and, and to like try to make that the story of the drama so that people would still go see the movie and uh, it wouldn't affect the box office. But you can't help but think that this is going to affect the box office. And now coming out, realizing and everyone knows that 
she was asking Shia to come back to the movie. It's it's a really interesting, weird situation. She clearly didn't fire him to protect the set. She clearly wanted him to stay. So it sounded like they were trying to fight bad press with other bad press, and it didn't work out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just really weird that the lead's not going to be doing press tour. Florence came out recently, and her, her representative said she's doing she's filming Dune scenes. She's playing Princess Aralon. I don't know how many scenes she's going to be in the movie. It's a solid character in terms of how much time they have in the book, but not a super prominent character compared to, like, Chani or Paul. She'll be in plenty of the movie for sure. But I'm curious to see if, you know, because... She's going to have, like, the fifth most screen time yeah, at the most. Maybe, at the most. maybe. I don't know about that. Maybe, I would say to- maybe top ten. Maybe top okay. She's involved. Rebe- she- so Rebecca Ferguson's still going to have a ton of screen time. Chalamet, I don't want to spoil Zendaya. the movie, but yeah. like Princess Ireland, she really comes more into play in the second film in Doom is, in the second book, Doom mm-hmm. Isaiah. So we'll see because there's like ten other characters that will probably have more screen time, and I'll be curious to see if Timmy goes to do press for Bones and all because he's the lead character of Dune. I don't know. That's also playing at Venice, so we'll see. It's it's pretty weird. No one knows anything that's going on. It's there's all this. I've never yeah. seen so much drama behind a movie. Yeah, but before it premiere, I, and it was odd to to lie about firing someone in even though you basically asked them to not leave in reality so it's it's very odd how they tried the to spin receipts. it yeah he had the receipts and shia is in no way like a great human being yeah we that know guy it. still has a lot of work to do on himself and and clearly has a, a very tumultuous history but it seems like in this situation he seems to be in the right based on what i could tell on, on what happened yeah based but we don't on what know. happened we don't really know yeah. what happened we're just speculating based yeah. on speculation based yeah. on speculation Let's move on to some other stuff. So uh, the origin story joke. <laughs> the drama is over. The origin story joke just keeps writing itself every week. We now have King Kong origin. Origin. A, a, li- a live action series coming to Disney Plus. Now, how did King Kong get to Skull Island? How I want to he- know. I want to know like where he was born and how he grew up. What were his parents like? Why is he so angry? <laughs> Why is he so big? <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming to Disney Plus and uh, origins, man. <laughs> House of the Dragon episode two is dropping tonight. We can't wait to watch it. There will be an episode Tuesday morning, first thing on our mini review and recap of that. Real quick, also Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or sorry, solo Star Wars story, just Rogue One is uh, in IMAX this weekend. I know a couple of our fans and followers, I I think Caleb and Angie went to go see it uh, in IMAX. So Rogue One is in IMAX right now. There will also be a preview of Andor and also first bit of news also well, not well it's, you're going so fast i need to say well, something. well i added stuff that you didn't know about i know but i need to add something okay i'm sorry because you said house of the dragon uh is on tonight it actually it was already renewed for season two so it, oh, yeah. hbo max they saw the numbers for the first episode <laughs> they were like they're like 10 million so tell them 10 million viewers for the first season episode premiere this is this the biggest ever biggest ever for hbo and it also doubled the viewership of Stranger Things' uh, first episode of season four. Crazy! So it doubled Stranger Things. There was a crazy viral video. I don't know if you saw it of yeah, someone yeah, filming the, outside, the of a, outside of a, a building, an apartment complex, and like half the windows were all watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. The screen was flashing at the same time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, that's really I mean, impressive. Dragon. It, it's like you think that Stranger Things is number one, but then you see. This show doubled it? That's insane. It's nuts. That's wild. So it's already renewed. HBO was like, nice. And then Resident Evil, it got canceled after <laughs> six weeks since its premiere. <laughs> already canceled, Whew. yeah. And ironically, ironically, it had a lot of streaming hours watched. It was like one of their top ten of, of hours watched. Netflix? This, yeah, for like the for the year. But I think it was so poorly received that they were like, we can't, we can't. 
keep making this. The thing is, it's so hard to understand and know what real streaming numbers yeah. are. None of these platforms are going to tell us what actual statistics are. There's so many loopholes to say that this was a view, this was not a view, this was a duration viewed. So we we don't even really ever know yeah. the truth about streaming yeah. numbers. But that show, I think, is at a 3.5 on IMDb rating. I've seen some clips, I've man. I've seen some clips. Uh, man. Th- those movies and shows should write themselves, but they really just try not to do it. <laughs> and one more quick bit of news that I added that Anthony might not see on the on the document that I, I see made. I'm looking right at it. You got it? Sounds, sounds, sounds knives interrupt. out. Knives out. Magazine knives cover. Out. Oh, yeah. Magazine cover at Empire. Some different character posters. We got ben Lo- Benoit, obviously. The release date was also announced for December 23rd Christmas. on Netflix. Cannot wait. Nice. They also released the first image of the, of the first official image of the film with the entire cast at a table with uh, Benoit Blanc clearly addressing everyone. Which and Edward Norton's wait. characters. Speaking yeah, at the they look like the right, it looks like Ed Norton might be the main antagonist. We'll see, but like antag- he might not be. It might be a trick, but we'll see. But it looked great cast. Like I didn't know Jessica Heinwick's in it too, yeah. so I can't wait to see that Stacked. movie. Amazing. Can't wait to see Dave Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, DC has changed the release dates of a few of their movies. Of everything. Yeah. So <laughs> the big major ones are Shazam, Fury of the Gods will be now be coming out. It was coming out this year in December, but it's it was, now it's now coming out March seventeenth in twenty twenty three. It was gonna be their first movie out this year, right before Black Adam, I think. Uh, I, be, I believe Black Adam was originally September, so Shazam's March twenty twenty three, and now Aquaman is going to be sh- sh- Black Adam's still coming out this year. It will still be the yeah, first but I one. think I thought Shazam was gonna be before, if not. No, it was always after. Okay, it so, was December originally. So Black Adam hasn't changed. Black Adam's still the fall. They need that. Yeah, they need it. <laughs> it's actually Warner Brothers' last major release of the year will be at Black Adam. That and Don't Worry Darling. Those yeah. are their last two movies they're coming out yeah. with. And then Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will now hit theaters on Christmas 2023. Remember when all these movies were supposed to come out this year? Yeah. Remember the beginning of the year? We got the teaser, the super DC oh my, teaser. Oh, my, the trailer. All the movies were oh supposed to come God. out, except for like one was going to be like February or I March I forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy dude! I honestly was not impressed with that sizzle reel. I was I, I watched that sizzle reel. I was I was like, yeah, it looks pretty good. My guess is they might be reshooting Amber Heard's parts for Aquaman. That's the only thing I can think. That's of. That's what I said. Of why to push it? They are recasting her. Why, why to re, why to push it back a whole extra year? That's they're, insane. They're recasting her for sure. We don't know. That's my guess. They're either recasting her or. They're changing a lot of things, and so that's why they have to push everything. They're doing reshoots and everything. This is For all. Sure. They're not just like, oh, we need more time in the editing room. They're reshooting These stuff. These movies are done. Yeah, so I think they're cha- either cutting Amber Heard, who might have appeared in other movies, or they're making big story changes uh, based upon both Ezra and Amber Heard. So I'm guessing The Flash maybe would have been more involved in everything, and maybe they're excluding him. That's also a possibility. Possibly. But they're definitely doing reshoots for something. But let's stay on DC. So also Ezra Miller, apparently Ezra Miller, Miller, Ezra Miller guy. I don't even hear <laughs> this it. fucking kid. <laughs> they met with leadership at Warner Brothers Discovery to discuss their behavior the last year and also to try to figure out how to make sure that the Flash comes out and to make public statements. I'm assuming so they're trying to figure out how to keep the Flash going because. I guess the the test audiences, The Flash is doing really well. And everyone keeps saying that it's the best DC movie since The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Trilogy. But they say that about every DC movie that comes out. They said that about Aquaman. They said that about 
like Batman versus Superman. So whenever a DC movie is coming out, the headlines are always the best DC movie. They said that about Justice League when they were theatrical. So we'll see, but I mean, it looks like they're going to try to get the Flash released, and they're trying to make the right press moves with Ezra. I think it. I think I think it'll come out. I think it's going to come out regardless. So. I think you're right that they need it. They this need is it. end up going to be like a five, six hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, investment. They, they need. They need it to come out. All and right. There's still one more bit of DC news. Let's hear it. Matt Reeves signed a multi-picture deal at Warner Brothers Discovery. I know everyone's worried that Batman 2 was not confirmed. Don't worry. The Batman is safe. They've locked him up for multiple movies, so I'm sure he'll be able to do an entire trilogy and then more movies at Warner Brothers Discovery, which is, I'm sure is a dream come true for him to work with that studio. Very smart of them. Very smart. The guy's movies are awesome. Next up, The Exorcist is getting an official sequel, and Ellen Burstein is actually returning and reprising her role the girl the, the, the mother oh the mother yeah wow she plays the mother wow she's still going she's still going. <laughs> that's an old movie good for her she's still kicking <laughs> still <going. laughs> oh my god the movie's like 19 like 68 no it's 70 74 74 yeah it feels older <laughs> Man, she's killing it. <laughs> she's still kicking. Oh I mean, like she's still like acting. She is an old. She's an older person, so she is quite old. She's quite old. Good for her. But uh, it's being directed by David Gordon Green. Oh, who made Halloween Kills? <laughs> so I don't have high evil hopes. ends tonight. Evil, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Devil dies tonight. <laughs> Devil dies tonight. So I have very low expectations now. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't, man. Oh my god, I I, I love. It's one of my favorite movies. So I, I'm not. I am very much. Not looking forward to Devil Dies Tonight. That's one of the ones that, I mean, they've made reboots. They've kind of made sequels to it. You wish they didn't. But, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. Was that Universal? Warner Brothers owns Warner The Brothers Exorcist. Own- yeah. All right. Moving on to Edgar Wright News, who's going to teach a BBC maestro course on filmmaking. Very cool. He's going to share his expertise on filmmaking and writing with a whole new generation of filmmakers. So that's really cool that BBC is getting into like the master class, but with the maestro. It's the class. maestro. It's, I think <laughs> they'll use the maestro term more than we would ever yeah, use. Americans, don't, Americans don't say maestro. Sometimes we do it, it for composers and stuff like that. Yeah, in the, very rare in the music world. If you're yeah. in the music world, oh yeah, you say yeah, maestro. yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking an average American. Oh yeah, we don't say we maestro. don't. We, we never say, say maestro. We say like that cool guy. No, we say master. We say, we'll say master. Yeah. But I'm just saying the grammar for the average Americans is. It's terrible. (laughs) Terrible. It's terrible. I would know. It's terrible. Next up, uh, Godzilla and King Kong. The sequel has announced a lot of the cast is actually returning. Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and a few of the other minor characters are returning. I'm not sure if... What about Eleven? I don't think she's returning. (laughs) Is she going to teach Godzilla sign language? (laughs) (laughs) And no one's going to (laughs) notice? <laughs> I think she got the Stranger Things money for season four. It was like, yeah, I got paid paid way more than for Godzilla. <laughs> so I don't think she's returning. It doesn't have her announced yet. And Aaron Taylor Johnson also, I don't think, is returning. Or Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, they're they're so busy doing their own stuff. They're all yeah. killing it. Miles Teller is going to star in Scar Derrickson's next film. Very cool news. It's going to be an action romance called The Gorge. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Uh, there's a new trailer for Tar, in which Kate Blanchett plays a uh, musical, a classical musical com- um, conductor and composer. 
from Todd Fields, awesome director. He hasn't made that many movies, but he's excellent. And she's clearly one of the greatest actors of all time. The trailer looks stunning. Visually and her acting looks superb. So uh, this is one of my most anticipated films of the year. I saw a really unfortunate viral headline the other day for this oh, where yeah? it was uh, Marvel star Kate Blanchett's oh next God. movie. And I'm just like, oh my, Marvel she's star? She's an Oscar winning dramatic actor. Like, I, I love Marvel, but what like, outlet was it? I think it was, I can't remember, maybe Variety or something. Jesus Christ. But that's how they let it. She's like, one of the most respected actors to ever live. She and was, they called her. She's in one Marvel one, movie. One Marvel movie. <laughs> Marvel star. She Kate had like Blanchett. 30 minutes of screen time, <laughs> if that. <laughs> Oh my I was like, God. it's Kate Blanchett. Oh my God. Oscar winner. How about Oscar winner? Jeez, they, I guess they just uh, get that. If click. you're in five Marvel movies, sure say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chris yeah. Hemsworth, Marvel, Marvel actor. Star. Marvel star. Marvel star. Yeah. Chris Evans, Marvel star. Kate Blanchett, one of the greatest actors to ever live. <laughs> Oscar winner. <laughs> Come on. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> There's a new trailer for Noah Baumbach's next film called White Noise. It's really cool. Um, Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig star in this. And I don't know what's really going on. Is it going to be like something with aliens? Some or, kind or of dystopian. Something? Yeah, some but, kind of a event. But it opens with people all trying to leave a major city from some, some sort of event happening. And yeah. it looks really interesting. It's based on a novel. Yeah, the novel's supposed to be famous, but I've never read it. Adam Driver looks unrecognizable. Yeah. He like nailed like the... D- like the dumpy dad look like they really made him well. not look Adam Driver yeah. look like Adam Driver <laughs> we actually see his ears again dads. I haven't seen Adam Driver's ears for eight years it's been a long time <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batgirl is having a screening on the Warner Brothers lot for the film and film crew and family and it's the, the only time anyone can see it it's called a funeral screening funeral screening awkward I bet everyone yeah I would if I was in that crew I'd dress in all black it's like when like basketball teams like they show up to like game five all in black and they oh do they yeah the Warriors did that to the Celtics and knocked them out on like uh is it on an elimination game day they'll do yeah, that yeah, it'll, yeah. not on, not technically elimination but it's like they did it to the Celtics and they're like yeah we're just gonna win today and uh-huh. we're gonna end the the championship uh-huh. a lot of teams do that they'll like show up to this to the stadium all in black hmm, it's kind of it's, it come sometimes it backfires backfires though. Yeah, I don't want to... I remember a football team did it and backfired in the playoffs. They must have played Tom Brady. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Tom was like, oh, they're wearing all black today? Oh, I think it's our funeral? <laughs> all right, we got the Dune reference. We got, the, we got the Tom Brady reference. What we're, else do we have to reference? I think we're Tom good. Cruise. We got. We mentioned Tom Cruise. Did we? You're the Top Gun. Oh, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah so we're good. We're good. We got our three, <laughs> Check, we got our three requirements done. out. <laughs> There's a new trailer for the live-action Pinocchio movie coming from Disney starring Tom Hanks. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty decent. I'm more interested personally in Guillermo del Toro's stop motion animated Pinocchio, so I, I'm going Guillermo over Disney in this particular year. But you know, it's Tom Hanks as Geppetto pretending to be Italian. <laughs> Adam Driver could do it. Adam Driver could do it, <laughs> even though he's not then Italian. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's uh? doesn't seem like a good sign to me is that it's not a theatrical release it's just disney plus oh really so it's that that's not a very good sign that it might not be very great so we'll see i mean disney direct to disney plus they might just be putting it there to to die and i believe jgl is also jiminy cricket oh interesting interesting you're a real boy (laughs) (laughs) paramount pictures has revealed that owen wilson's new film secret headquarters has become their most watched original film on streaming apps history so far so they're definitely going to make another one. Is that that superhero one? Yeah, the superhero one. He's got like an Iron Man suit. All you got to do is put a suit on, a, on yeah. an actor or an actress and like, see you later. You're, you got powers. It's like Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 wow look what I can do with my hands. Wow. <laughs> is that a beam? There's also a new trailer for Sam Mendes' new film, which looks fantastic. It looks beautiful. It's called Empire of the Light. Roger Deakins 
come in hot with the cinematography like always. <laughs> it looks really stunning. It's about filmmaking. It's about uh, a projectionist in the theater uh, as well as a story going on alongside that. So it looks like very rem- reminiscent of Cinema Paradiso. That's exactly uh, what I thought, Yeah, man. But, but more just adult characters the whole time. Uh, we already talked about Resident Evil getting canceled at Netflix after one season. This is the, this is my favorite story today. Is uh, Netflix is <laughs> has made a a workplace comedy like The Office called Blockbuster about uh, employees at a Blockbuster. No way. The, that's on savage. Netflix. That is savage. I feel like that's the most petty, badass thing ever in entertainment history. To be like, we you could have bought us, you didn't. We d- we ended up dominating the industry. We're at two hundred billion yeah. dollars at one point. We killed you. We, we and then we bought the rights to make a show about you. Like what? Like come on, it's amazing. That's crazy. Starring Melissa Fumero and Randall Park. Ah, I love Randall Park. I'll have to check that out. Bioshock, the popular sci-fi horror video game, is getting a movie, and Francis Lawrence is tapped to direct. And obviously, Francis Lawrence is a great director, very accomplished adapting several of the Hunger Games films as well as Constantine. Constantine. So I think he's a great choice to take on this movie. That's going to be hard to pull off. That's a really unique property. It really is. Next up, John Boyega is actually co-writing the sequel to Attack the Block. And oh, no way. They might be announced production. They might be announcing production soon. We love Attack the Block. It's a really fun alien invasion movie. And it was uh, Boyega's first major starring role. That's what got Force Awakens. Yeah, he's really terrific in it. And I highly recommend you check it out if you haven't. So looking forward to seeing really another cool, one Really cool, like, uh, British-English sci-fi yeah. horror comedy. Yeah, Edgar Wright produced it. It's got, like, that British humor, humor tone. Yeah, it's a lot of it's fun. Cool. Nick Frost is in it. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's a really cool movie. He's great in it. Great score, too. Next up, we have... Oh, yeah, they're remaking Goodnight Mommy, which I'm feeling kind of weird about because that's one of my favorite international horror films I've ever seen. I remember we watched that, and we were just, like, blown away. That movie's excellent. What is it, Swedish, I think? Or German? I think it's it's Spanish. No, no, it's, like, German or Swedish or something like that. But it's a really great horror movie, (laughs) and so they're obviously doing a Hollywood remake. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony over there, he's like, I messed up. Canceled! (laughs) Canceled! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good Night, Mommy. Trailer. It's going to be a TV show. Austria. Okay, Austria. I recommend checking it out if you guys haven't seen it. Awesome horror movie, but I don't know how I feel about a Hollywood remake. I guess, I mean, Naomi Watts is a great actress. Hopefully they can pull it off. The trailer looks pretty decent. It stars, what was that kid in? I saw him in something recently. Um, But we'll see. I I hope they they nail it. But, man, the original is so damn good. Yeah, it's a really great horror film. Yeah. Oh, the kid from um, The Boys. He's Will. The Boys, yeah. Yeah. Jason. Jason. Is that his name, Jason? In the movie, in the show, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's... So it's about twins, and there's a horror aspect to it with their mother. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is leading a new Clue remake, the uh, the famous whodunit game and classic film from the '80s. He's going to be leading this film. No one announced. No one has been announced for the rest of the cast, but it's under the writing process right now. So they'll probably be coming out in a couple of years. Paprika, the infamous and highly popular anime film, is getting a live action TV adaptation. From Prey, I mean, from Birds of Prey director Kathy Yan, based on this 1993 novel of the same name. Is this? Yes, yeah, Paprika from the, the anime, the anime it's, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is also a novel, so a graphic novel. But I think, I think we're we're gonna find out again that live action anime isn't what some what people want. 
But we'll see. I'm curious to see it. But, you know, this is such an influential anime film and movie. Obviously, Inception drew so much from it. And I'm curious to see what it'll look like. But I think that we're going to have the same situation again where anime does not translate to live action. A lot of anime fans don't want to see their favorite properties be live action. I also think it's time to finally accept that everything will be a TV series within five years. At some point. Next, we'll be seeing Inception, the TV series. No way, dude. Inception Origins. Nolan would never let that happen. As long as he's alive, he would never let that happen. In our final bit of news, so The Walking Dead is finishing up its final season this year. And congrats to that great show, long-standing show with so many seasons. And then it'll be followed by The Running Dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, funny you say that. Really? There's actually going to be a Walking Dead spinoff. Oh, my God. Where two dude. of the main characters, Maggie and Negan, are getting their own spinoff. This is uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head. She's very good, though. Uh, they're, they're... Liz, Liz Cohen? or Something Cohen, yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's Liz Cohen. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, they're getting their own spinoff. So this Walking is the Dead. second spinoff series of The Walking Dead, right? There's Fear the Walking Dead, and then there's an animated one as well, I think. So mm-hmm. this will be the third one. So it's not, The Walking Dead is not over. It's still walking. Gotcha. Still walking. We're going to walk over there. That's what they said. The dead are walking <laughs> over there. All right, that wraps movie news number 62. We got some great episodes coming for you. On Monday, we're doing Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Tuesday, House of the Dragon Episode 2, Recap and Review. Thursday is going to be an episode on, what is it, Anthony? This upcoming Thursday? Yes, this upcoming. Oh, Stranger Stranger Things Things Monsters. Monsters. We're going to break down every single monster from Stranger Things, give our input, our opinions on it. Every single one of them. Analyze the heck out of it. It was a lot of fun. You'll and we also have a special guest on that. John yeah, we'll joined us for the John episode. Agratz, John Agraz, sorry, bud, of um, Jesus, man. <laughs> Agraz. <laughs> John Agraz will be joining us. <laughs> Jesus! Man, sorry, John. This guy. He's a chosen one patron. He's been there for over three months as a chosen one, so he gets a guest segment. And so he'll be on that one as well. It was really funny. Yeah, he comes in at the intermission, then we just go off from there. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We got great content coming for you. And then soon, Rings of Power will be coming out. We'll be doing weekly episodes on that. So thanks so much for tuning in around the world. And take care. Bye, y'all. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast has been executive produced through Patreon by our amazing Chosen One patrons, Calvin Cam, Lauren Smertz, Cody Moen, John Agras, Tyler McFly, Anthony DeMeo, and Becca Keen. Thank you so much for contributing to our show.